Bunting kicks it back in front of the goal. They score! Matthews in front of the net, but it might be Bunting who has to go off a skate. We're going to have to look at this again, but the Leafs have definitely opened up a two-goal lead with 8.39 to go, and Bunting is celebrating, so I'm guessing it's him. You would guess correct. Joe Bowen on the call there. Michael Bunting's 20th of the season is the winner in the Leafs' 5-4 win over the Blue Jackets. Once again, it's a one-goal game for Columbus. They've been playing a ton of those lately. And unfortunately, once again, the Leafs make it a little more difficult on themselves than it needs to be. You're happy to get back. You're happy to get back on track with the win. You're happy to see all your big guns scoring, or at least all the big guns on that top line. Gordo, what were your takeaways from tonight's game? Well, it's funny, you know, just you, you take a look on, on the monitor. On the and, walk to the subway, the, I should yes, say. Well, the walk to the subway, yes, is, um, and that'll be tomorrow night after the Seattle game. Not sure what the subway situation quite is in Columbus, <laughs> but uh, they, best as good a first period as they played, that first period, up 3 nothing. You see the highlights of Matthews gets his 40th, and they're bebopping and grooving and jiving on the bench, and everyone's happy. They win the game, and that's not a happy team coming no. off the ice. That's not a happy team. They, they, they held on for the win, and the upside I'll keep going back to is about finding ways to win. Even though it's not a masterpiece the way it played out, that you basically blow a 3 nothing lead. Um, goaltending, we don't need to talk about again tonight. Uh, he didn't... Um, it, it was good enough to win a game like this, but if you have to score five goals, you pretty well should be winning any game that you score five goals in. So unfortunately, we we again we're cutting slack about the one pass was outside the crease that went in, and everything seemed to be deflected. I do like that Mraza got annoyed a couple of times, thinking he should have had some. He did make some decent saves off Patrick Line, I thought in the third period, but uh, boy, they then Columbus after they get that goal, they took the zone way too easy, mm -hmm. way too easy for possibly a game tying goal. But uh, the Leafs hung on for. I don't know what you want to call it a well-deserved. They came back from a you know three nothing from blowing the lead. So I I, I guess a um, I don't know about well-deserved, but they hung on for a win. They have in fact picked up two points tonight, and and you'll take them there. I think you nailed it with Mrazek, and it's funny again. You know we're having our our little pre-show meeting there, figuring out how we want to set up the game, and I said at the end of tonight. I just didn't want the goaltender to be a story. I didn't want him to stand on his head. I didn't want Peter Mrazek to need to, and I didn't want there to be a world where there was a goaltending change. And yeah, you nailed it. It's not really a topic of conversation. Okay. They give up the four goals. You do not want that. You need that number to be blessed. But like you said, we can sit here and pick through each one of them. Okay. The Sean Corrali goal. It goes off his hip. That's a deflection. Okay. The Bjorkstein goal. Well, he's left all alone right in front. What do you great, want him yeah, to do great there? Play by Columbus. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Roslovic goal. You mentioned it. That was the one that was just outside of his kind of poke checking range. And that's a, that is a, I would say seam to seam, but that's like seven seams across yeah. uh, to, to get there. So you can't get too mad at him. And then the last one, that's, that's Patrick line. And does he blow it through him a little bit? Yeah, he does. But that's Patrick lining on a power play. And if Austin Matthews did that to somebody, we'd say, yeah, that's what he does. So I, I it's really not a story. I, because of the back-to-back, -back, it's a very easy decision for Sheldon Keefe. You go to Jack Campbell tomorrow and say, okay, the competition is still in swing, but it felt like, you know, sometimes the Leafs or, or any team, really, when a game's going on, you just need those kind of stabilizing shifts. They don't need to be, you know, these energy shifts or big hits. You just need things to kind of calm down, and it felt like that was tonight from the goaltending perspective. It's just a little calmer now. Yeah, and let's get to the story. I mean, the Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Michael Bunting line, they all scored a goal. Uh, Austin Matthews is just a man possessed. He leads the NHL in goals. He's just he's just on fire. He's playing 
the greatest two-way hockey. How, he just he comes up with a puck all the time. Like I, I kid you, the, the expression "lying in the weeds." He's this harmless guy. Then he's not. Um, I'm sure there's a history of pickpockets in his family somewhere because he's, <laughs> he's he's awfully good at that, getting the puck like a like a pickpocket would. And so that's a big story. And then Alex Kerfoot being on the fourth line and the fourth line. Uh, Simmons and Spezza contributing on the play, getting that much needed goal. I mean, that was uh, that you know that was when they were tied three three. Momentum was changing, so so that was huge as well. So there's some you know th- those are from a Maple Leaf point of view storyline. I'll give Columbus Blue Jackets all kinds of credit. You know they're really battling. They're not going to make the playoffs. Maybe they'll make a run. They're ten points back of Washington for the final playoff spot in the Metropolitan Division. But I've liked their compete factor of late. They had so much happen. I mean, you deciding that you know it's it's uh, it's time as far as you know make, make, moving on from the D. Seth Jones being traded, uh, the tragedy with uh, the goaltender Kiv Lennox, mm-hmm. just unthinkable. Uh, the John Tortorella era being over, and um, they have the Blackhawks first round pick this year in the, in the Seth Jones trade. So look at a couple of uh, first round picks that should be in the top fifteen. So. I like where they're trending, and I like the way they've played of late. So they showed me some compete. A fun start for Kyle Davidson in Chicago. Uh, Potentially no first-round pick and uh, a lot to deal with there. But, you know, sticking with tonight's game, you mentioned the the Jackets. Obviously, a player like Line A jumps out. You know, we think of that trade as one-for-one, Line A for Dubois, but it wasn't. Jack Roslovic was a part of that. And, you know, I I don't think he is some world beater, but he's a player who, I mean, he gets the goal tonight. But outside of that, it's just he's a guy who pops. You just notice him out there a, a few times. He's slick. And, you know, I think he. He's a player that, you know, when, when you and I, you know, we see him for the Blue Jackets a couple of times a year, he can have games like that. He probably kind of has peaks and valleys, but he was another guy who stood out to me. But I, I do want to get back to what you said about that top line. Again, you need you need a long stretch of play to be considered the best line in hockey. The perfection line in Boston isn't great because they were great for six months. They're great because it's been for half a decade, if not, if not a decade now. But this trio right now, the way they're going... Michael Bunting getting in on pucks and then you have potentially the best passer in the league. And I'm going to say the best shooter of pucks in the league and Austin Matthews. And what, what can't you want? And then you throw in the fact that Matthews is just so dominant and he doesn't have to, you know, so often we hear about, think about what back to when Zach Hyman was kind of the key cog or well, not the key cog, but in the Michael Bunting role on that line. And it's, you need a guy who can go get the puck for those two Matthews and Marner are so talented. You need someone who can get the puck for him. You know who gets the puck for Austin Matthews right now? It's Austin Matthews. Yes. He go gets it. He goes and gets it all the time. I just I I cannot say enough about how talented he is. Yeah, when he checks into a hotel, he carries his own luggage. Right. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> that's the kind. But uh, it's uh, and David Krejci no longer with the Bruins. So you look about that one-two punch, and they and it, people have been filling in well uh, on that second line, and that's where you talk with Zach Hyman gone, Nick Ritchie being added, and, and seemingly the perfect fit. He must be watching this game in Arizona and go, what the hell happened? How could it? And Michael Bunting's going, uh, hey, your loss is my gain. Yeah. I mean, he's just on a phenomenal tear and and fitting in. So uh, hopefully get the one-two punch going. Tavares and Robertson did score the other night. Tonight, Tavares took two minor penalties. And, yeah. and the, the last one kind of led to that last goal, even though it was not a power play goal by Columbus. Oh, sorry, that was Lilligren. Anyway, so he took two, so it didn't lead to any goal. But, but, but just, uh, yeah, kind of interesting. He never complains either. You know, but it's just not uh, usually generally a, a hard-nosed player that avoids 
taking those kind of penalties. Yeah, John Tavares, the exact opposite of me. Very little complaining out of him. A ton of complaining out of me. And I, I will say that's out of the out of the four least forward lines tonight. That was the one I felt like I noticed the least. The least. I mean, Robertson had his chances. Tavares had his looks. But you know, when the checking line, the way it's construed, how many times were you and I sitting here and we're listening and we're watching Mikheyev and he's just using his speed wide and Camp is so solid uh, in in terms of his two way play and then that fourth line, you know, they get the goal tonight and Alex Kerfoot being down there, it gives them even a little more jump. And it just, it felt like that second line was the one that was just kind of uh, just a little off com- compared to the other three tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, you want to get that one, two punch going from the two lines. Got to say as well, like, you know, there's, to me, there's lots of positives about the Leafs D and if you're on the Columbus side, when you get five goals, the Canes, you can't be thrilled about it. I love Zach Orensky though. I mean, I, I, and, and when they Great were, player. when they were coming at the end, I mean, he was, he was really, really coming. And uh, he was a guy that was, kind of leading everything, you know, at, and he's the one who took the zone so seamlessly and they made the big uh, 28 minutes. Wow. (laughs) 28 (laughs) minutes in a, in a 60 minute game. So that just speaks volumes about uh, and his third game in four nights. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and at the end he was, he was tireless. He was tireless. He was the one, a big part of sustaining the pressure to cut the lead to one. And then at the end, when they made it a little bit, little bit too, uh, too uncomfortable for the Leafs to almost tie it. Yeah, and uh, I'll give credit where credit's due at the end there. You know, we talked about on Saturday night's game, the great last stand by Thatcher Demko. And okay, maybe it wasn't quite that tonight against the Blue Jackets, but uh, there's one screenshot going around where I don't know how Mrazek's groin isn't torn. He was in full split position. Yeah. Uh, he he was battling uh, at, at the end. Uh, give, I felt the a twinge. Chance. I did too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he did, but both of us phantom groin pulls now uh, for, for Gordon. And I will see, we'll see what our status is uh, for tomorrow. Of course, the Leafs, uh, no rest for them. They are right back at it at home at Scotiabank arena. We'll have that game for you right here on sports. Nev five, nine of the fan. That is a seven 30 start tomorrow, but you better tune in at seven o'clock. Cause we have the internationally famous Leaf station pregame before we do that though. We need to do a little bit more of Leafs Nation postgame. We're going to hear from some of the Leafs. Got to talk about the defense as well. And we'll see if there's a world where you do split up that trio. Uh, we'll we'll have that conversation right now. No, you don't. Matthews, Bunting, and Marner, they're staying together. But I do have some, uh, some stats on those three to give you. And we'll continue to break down what was a 5-4 Leafs win on the road in Columbus. Keep on listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 5-9 of the fan. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leafs are back in the win column. 5-4 is the final tonight in Columbus. We talked about how dominant that first line has been. Listen to this stat from our buddy, Mike Zeisberger. Bunting, Matthews, and Marner have combined for 40 points in their last seven games. 40. Gord. Wow. That- Average of almost six points per game for that line. Look at you. I don't know if that's true because I cannot do any math, but that sounds like a uh, very good number there. Uh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. I love it too. Thank you for that. Rasmus Sandin. Uh, we just heard very quickly from Rasmus Sandin, who is not in the lineup tonight. Love to see him get back in the fold. You want to talk about somebody the Leafs are missing? Let's hear from Leafs center, Austin Matthews. Yeah, it's a big win for us. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, after dropping a couple, um, you know, I think we felt like we did a lot of really good things on Saturday. So, I think uh, just the start that we had was was really positive. Um, you know, obviously letting them back in the game, but I thought just uh, our bench and our team as a whole just stayed, you know, poised and confident 
and uh, we just kept playing and uh, scored a couple of big goals to, to give ourselves a lead in the end. What's your fourth season that you reached the 40 goal plateau? What is that number I mean, it, it means a lot. I, I play with some really good players. Been fortunate, uh, you know, every year we've had a competitive team. So, um, you know, it's it's. I, I really enjoy playing here. It's it's a lot of fun. I think as a team, we're really close. And um, like I said, I mean, I play with some some really good players, and I think we just try to feed off each other and uh, and do what, uh, what what we can out there. Speaking of being competitive, that play you made to get uh, Mitch the goal, like it was a, a long shift on your part to. I guess strip the puck off a couple of guys and keep the ozone clean. What did you see as that kind of materialized there? Uh, I, you know, it was a long shift, like you said. I think we just, uh, you know, hounded pucks were above, um, you know, turned some pucks over on the other end and just kept trying to attack, uh, attack the net. So, um, you know, Bunce is, he's always at the net. He's uh, fighting for position there and he made a really nice tip. And obviously, Mitchie coming in to, to clean up the, uh, the rebound there. So, I mean, I think just that shift, um, you know, really got us going uh, as a line there and just kind of generated some really good positive momentum for our team. Uh, we were actually arguing whether who uh, who put it in the net, honestly. So we were just uh, we were kind of arguing back and forth, uh, jokingly, and then um, we we're just like, ah, whatever. You know, it's it's a big goal for our team. Who cares? But um, you know, he's he's been unlegal for us all year. Um, you know, we've really been able to uh, build a lot of chemistry. Um, you know, as the season's gone along, and uh, been able to adjust to each other, and just kind of. Uh, you know, sitting down and just kind of reading off each other, um, you know, on the ice, off the ice, just trying to get a, a sense for, you know, where we're going to be out there, uh, myself and Mitch. So uh, it's been a blast playing with those guys. There's been talk a lot about defense, but the, just for goalie to pick up a win in, in Peter Morazic after the last seven minutes, which was five one points together, what, what does that mean for the team and for someone like him to get that? I mean, this gives us a lot of confidence. I think it gives him a lot of confidence. Um, you know, he made some great saves for us tonight to, uh, to keep us in the game, to keep the uh, to leads and everything. So uh, hopefully we can just build off this as a team and as a whole and just, uh, you know, take a positive step moving forward. There is the Leafs center. He's their first star of the night. I think that's pretty safe to say. Uh, once again, a dominant performance. And, you know, for... I think this is the moment where you kind of notice it in a player's career. You know, Matthews, we've been lucky enough to get front row seats to watch him for four or five seasons now. But I feel like this is the year where nights like this are stopping becoming, wow, what a great night from Austin Matthews. And yep, that's what you expect of him. And I don't think we should ever stop being really appreciative of it, but this is just what you expect. The two-way stuff isn't amazing to see anymore. That's just the player he is pretty much every night now. I like his post game too, more personality coming and talking sure. about them arguing for the goal. You like that because that's what, you know, we would do play house leagues, right. argue for the goal when you're 14 years old. And uh, he made a statement there. I really like it here. Now, I don't know if he's going to start sprinkling this in. It still is two more years after mm -hmm. this year, but there is a clock ticking. And the one thing I will always say about Kawhi Leonard, I know he was only here for one year, but he did the ultimate job and he never once let his guard down mm -hmm. to ever ever give anyone a hint that no. he was coming back at all. So he was so, so, you know, hear about just those little things. I, I, I like to hear that because I really do believe that. I think the biggest thing will be uh, the environment being with a winning team and, um, and Austin Matthew, hey, wherever he goes, your chance of being a winning team 
are a heck of a lot better. And, and we, we keep discussing it, and I am, because my opinion may change in a week or two weeks or three weeks. He is the Hart Trophy winner this year, Austin Matthews. If you had a vote today, he is the Hart Trophy winner. Yeah, I agree with you, and I want to be so clear about this because I can see, Gord, you can see my face when I say this. I'm joking, okay? Mitch Marner getting a little worried about losing his best friend on the team for so long. Those two have been the guys thick as thieves tied together at the hip. And all of a sudden this new Michael Bunting comes in. I was about to say the new young thing, but I think he's actually older than Mitch Marner, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, it is so funny to see for so long. You know, we go back to them singing Bon Jovi on the bench together in their first season. And look, Marner is right there in the thick of it with those two, but it's just, it's amazing to see because you know, Hey, we've all worked jobs and stuff. When two people have some chemistry together it can be sometimes a little awkward or tough to kind of break into that and it, the fact that that trio is just clicking so wonderfully right now and you mentioned it the chemistry of them kind of you know joshing for who gets the goal but you can just see it on the bench there it looks like they're having tickle fights on the bench they love each other so much well are arguing over the goal yeah. in, in a very very <laughs> friendly way i mean early on the, i mean I, we don't see it. Nobody sees them in person, but apparently they hung with Patrick Marlowe a lot. You remember yep, that they I were kind of the that. adopted kids. Then, you know, that he, that uh, Austin Matthews quite tight with Freddie Anderson mm. of late, actually tight with Jason Spezza yep. is one. And then M Mitch Marder had uh, mentioned that Jake Muslin and him were tight, which was weird given what happened <laughs> in practice about, about the injury, but whatever it is, you grow and evolve. And uh, yeah, Michael Bunting, I'm sure there's plenty to go around. Because you know what? Players do care about their own stuff. Okay, they still do. You know, it's a team thing, but you still do care about your individual stats, and certainly there's plenty to go around on that line. Oh, you're you're the one who always says it. Hey, the iPad is used for many things. It's used for teaching. It's used for coaching. But a lot of times it's used for, come look at this move. Look how good my hands are. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, well, they... just keeping it to yourself. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I really believe that, that just at that point you want to you see how it looked and – and uh, anyway, I got other stories about that, that people would, the video watching their goal over and over again in the dressing room, you know, way back when, the old days. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them. Uh, some of the goals we've seen this season, I, I'd want to see them again as well. You know, we, we're talking all the stats tonight. Matthews, first guy to 40 this season. Bunting, he's now got 30 goals in his first 82 career NHL games. Let's give out some Mitch Marner stats too. He now has 20 points in his last 10 road games. I know sometimes road home, that can be kind of a weird split, but I don't think we can kind of let it go under the radar just how great he's been. We've been giving Matthews all the accolades. I've been making sure everyone continues to give them to Michael Bunting, but Mitch Marner's been tremendous. His play hasn't really dropped off at all. Matthews has just kind of taken it to another level, and that's why we've been talking about him so much lately. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's actually a good, good breakdown uh, of them all. And then, you know, I always wonder and i can see why sheldon Keefe is reluctant to do you got that you got the best line right now or as good a line as there is in the nhl and then you wonder about mitch marner with john Tavares again but you know then i don't know i just think anybody well no i can't say anyone would play with austin matthews because mitch marner is a special player mm -hmm. but i mean if he did move to go on the Tavares line and whoever would fill in that spot anyway that that's for sheldon Keefe to figure out uh but you do want in the playoffs this time you know, uh, more than one option, you know, offensively, as, as well as solid goaltending, good defensive play. But the thing you have all the time in the regular season is the scoring prowess, the scoring balance, the scoring explosiveness. And it's something that, you know, again, to go back, got harnessed in the playoffs.
Yeah, and I, I, I don't think it gets broken up until it cools off, but I do think once this trio cools off, and eventually it'll happen, I, I think, that's when you could see a world where Marner ends up back with Tavares because they, they need more out of him. You know, I'm happy he got the goal the other night, but he, he had a tough night tonight taking, taking the two penalties, and, you know, he does things for you even when he's not scoring. He had the great shift where he blocked the two shots there, uh, but you and need... And they hurt. You, and they did, you could yeah. tell, but you need him to score, and they're, they, I, I, can, I can definitely see a world where Marner finds himself back playing with Tavares before the regular season's done. Yeah, and and again, moving different players around, different defense pairs, he can afford to do that. I, I you know, Boston got one point tonight. They lost the Los Angeles Kings in overtime, so Leafs now have a three-point lead on Boston. And again, it comes still a little more. I mean, Florida won handily, so that's two more points. So they sort of kept pace with the Leafs. So uh, again, I'm not worried about where you finish. Uh, I just I just think it's about good habits looking at trying to create the balance and finding ways to win and all these things. So, you know, bring on whoever you're going to play in the first round. Yeah. You're going to have to probably beat, if you want to go on a nice long run, some combination of Florida, Tampa or Boston. You're going to have to beat a couple of those teams. So when you get them, I don't know that it particularly matters. Uh, Gord, you and I have, you know, I think rather skillfully broken down this game, but somebody with, you know, just a, a touch more insight. Well, not than you, but then me is Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Let's hear from him right now. Yeah, I like liked a lot about our game. Obviously, you don't like the start of the second period. You know, that, that goal they score early in the second. That's the that's a little downer on the on the game for me, that piece. But uh obviously our first period was as good as we could ask for. You want to follow that up and, and, and keep building on it. We, we weren't able to do that. So that was a disappointing part of the game. But, you know, you look at it, we outscored them five to one at even strength. You know, they score a four on four goal, power play goal, and one with their goalie out. Um, so five at even strength. We probably could have had two or three in the second period there. Pucks laying on the goal line a couple of times. We had a couple of two on ones. <clears throat> Thought um, we actually had a chance to win the second period despite them carrying the play a little bit. Uh, against us so the fact that we weren't able to get the fourth goal I thought was significant in the second period you know and then you know take a penalty they they get one to even it up but uh loved how our guys just were calm went out there and made plays to get us our lead back there were some chances in that second period you mentioned I think John had a couple of hits and posts or something like that do you feel that he's handling that all right like just the fact that he scored recently but and you know, he's still developing those chances regardless of. Yeah. He, he's coming on a hot streak, you know, he scored last game. So I'm not, I'm not worried about John in that, in that regard. What about the, the way Austin was able to make a play in that first period as well? Like not only his goal to get his 40, but to push the play in the offensive zone as Columbus is trying to get it out of there. Yeah. I mean, no, no secret that line's been dominant for us for quite a while now. In the first period, they were really good. Our whole team was really good in the first, which makes Austin's line and Austin himself that much more dangerous because shift over shift, we're just carrying momentum and we're really wearing down the opponent. And then all of a sudden, Austin comes over the boards and, you know, it's uh, um, it's tough on the opponent, you know, and I think, if I remember correctly, even the goal in the third period, the bunting goal, you know, that's that's the camp flying out there and they draw an icing and, and we send out Austin's line in a good spot and they end up turning that into a goal, which ends up being the game winner. So little things like that when our team's playing well makes those guys even better, but certainly them on their own 
uh, in Austin in particular, or you're feeling it. Yeah, he's, you know, he, he has, there hasn't been a second of doubt really here for quite some time in terms of his, his ability to perform on that line and be a consistent contributor. And, um, and, and I say consistent contributor because that's what he is. I mean, he, he's not there, you know, of course he's benefiting with his playing with Austin and Mitch, but he, those guys are benefiting from playing with him as well. The energy that he brings, the competitiveness, competitiveness that he brings, he gets the puck, he's holding on to it and making a play. He's not intimidated playing with those guys. He plays with them. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's been tremendous. Aside from maybe that earlier part of the second period you were mentioning, how did you feel the defense handled what you were expecting of him to gain? You know, let it, let it see. Yeah, I thought we did a good job. Obviously, the first goal is exactly what we've been talking about, so I didn't like that at all. Um, but, uh, you know, save, save for that, I thought we did a good job in that area. Columbus is, you know, um, you know the, the way that they play and some of the skill they have, they're going to they're gonna create different types of looks uh, than that, so we weren't stressed in that area as much as we thought we might have been. Part of that's because we carried play for good chunks of the game, but... Um, when, when it came time for that, I thought we did a good job. So, you know, we, we gave up the lead here tonight and the score comes back together. But, you know, I, they said six, you know, goalie out goal, um, power play goal that they score, which I thought was a tremendous penalty kill for us for about a minute, 30 seconds. And then all of a sudden, you know, kind of a broken play, they find a guy in the back, back door. Uh, so little things like that. You know, made it uh, a tighter game than I thought it really was in terms of the chances we were able to generate and the goals we got if that even strength. You were going to get perfect more minutes of the you got that, but also in the fourth line situation, we get you guys a big goal there in the third period. Huge goal, a great play by by his line mates there. You know, Spaz and Simmer make great play on the entry, play with lots of poise and get the puck to Kerf in a great spot. and. You know, he, he, uh, he makes good on it. So huge goal for us at that time. Bench responded really well. Uh, again, I thought we did a pretty good job from that point on at, at even strength and, you know, taking the penalty with, you know, have them having to take the – or taking the penalty when they're going to take the goalie out. That puts us in a real tough spot. But uh, luckily we had that two-goal lead at that time. I thought he played a lot better than the stat line is going to show today. You know, I thought uh, the last goal, I don't think he saw that come through, come through Hall there as he's, Hall's just trying to block it. I don't think he sees it coming through. If anything, he's probably expecting a guy like Line to rip that high and then it comes right along the ice. So that's a tough one. And then, you know, there's a couple backdoor goals and, a, and another tip. So um, I thought he stood strong at times in that third period, especially when they had a couple of rallies there. So I was really encouraged with this game. I was as well. Leafs pick up a win in Columbus. The best line going in the NHL right now. They look like the best line going in the NHL. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame. We will continue to wrap things up and we continue. Keep listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Leafs pick up a 5-4 win in Columbus, getting back in the win column. Leafs getting goals tonight from Ilya Mikheyev, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, Alex Kerfoot, and Michael Bunting ends up getting the winner there. Although we'll see because Austin Matthews and him may still be arguing about that as we heard uh, from, from Matthews there. Matthews getting to 40, that line dominating. Uh, Peter Morazic stabilizing things a little bit. I don't want to get too carried away in my praise, uh, but I think all, all in all, the Leafs will definitely take this night and hope for a little better tomorrow against Seattle. Yeah, good habits. Don't lose three in a row. You want, you know, that's a good goal to have. Find a way to win, even though they kind of hung on for dear life at the end. So those are the habits. And then tomorrow, home against the Seattle Kraken. So, you know, don't complain about being tired. They haven't yet. <laughs> Mike Babcock used to bring that up quite a bit. But, um, and hopefully for Jack Campbell, you know, just a solid enough start like Peter Morazic had tonight. Yeah, that's it. I, I will take solid. I'm not asking for exceptional. I will take solid uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, you and I will be down there. We'll have the game for you right here on Sportsnet 590. The fan pregame gets going at 7. Puck drop just after 7.30. And before the game, Wayne Simmons will be honored again for his thousandth game. I got to be honest. I was a little bummed. I didn't I get it. to see that silver stick. I'm going to get to see it. So will Rasmus Sandin. Gordo, always fun getting to do the game with you. Can't wait to be back at it tomorrow. I think last time it was Eric Brewer that played a thousand That's games. Right. So it's good. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Absolutely. There it is. Gord Stellick, Brent Gunning. Thanks to the guys behind the glass for keeping us on the air. But most importantly, thank you for listening to Leaf Station Post Game.